Welcome to Honey and the Hex. We're a sibling duo exploring the origins, traditions and intersections of folklore and where they lie today. We've always been drawn to witchcraft and exploring our roots. So each episode will take you through our learnings of myths, magic and mystery in English and Scottish folklore. Imagine you're taking a shortcut home at midnight. By the river is the closest way, of course. And who do you see but a woman washing blood-stained clothes in the water? Most would say run, but in this extreme case, there is a different way to escape. And you might even be granted a wish for your knowledge. In this episode, we explore one of Scotland's most chilling tales, the Binia. As a content warning, we discuss sensitive subjects around childbirth. The Benia, also known as the Washerwoman, is a spirit in Scottish folklore. She is regarded as a messenger from the other world and an omen of death. And there are obvious similarities to the Irish Banshee. Banshee more popular? <laughs> well, to the Scottish, the Benia is the Queen Bee. Yeah, exactly. It is very Battle of the Banshees. <laughs> the Benia is said to haunt streams or rivers and wash the clothes of those who are about to die. That's quite nice to get a laundrette service in death, though. Mm-hmm. That's the only time I can afford one. Yeah, it's pricey. The laundrette <laughs> at the end of my road is actually unbelievable. Mm, and a lot of people actually don't have washing machines in their flats, especially council flats, yeah. Really? So I think she'd do great at Camden Canal. Oh, she would do great. Can you <laughs> can you imagine walking up the lock and seeing her lurking over that bit by the castle? So, yeah, what's, what's her vibe? Yeah, it's not exactly America's next top banshee, but she does serve some looks. In one description, she is said to have a squat figure resembling a small, pitiful child. In another, this is my personal fave, the Binia has breasts so long that they interfere with her washing. Honestly, same hun, that's literally my life. <laughs> Let's not pretend you're alone in this. Um, but yes, in this case, in order to continue her washing, she has to throw the breasts behind her back, and that means she can get on with the job. Women these days, we can do it all. <laughs> Probably the most popular image of the Benia is a very tall and gaunt woman with withered skin and a large hook nose that has one single nostril. Someone's been on the coke. <laughs> <laughs> and she has claws for hands as well. Yeah, and that is the one you often see in works of art, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, and she does sound the scariest. So that's the, the kind of one that people would tell. Mm. But she does have webbed feet, so kind of a redeeming quality. Oh my gosh, I have actually always wanted webbed feet. There was a girl in my primary school who had webbed feet and in PE I used to stare at her feet and I was really jealous of her feet because they were webbed and then I used to try and like look for webs on mine. She probably thought I was so weird. It is an interesting thing to... They weren't like fully webbed, but they sure. were like... Oh no, I think I would like that too. Uh, I remember when watching um, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, he gets gills and stuff. Yeah. And I think webbed feet. Gillyweed. And I was, oh yeah, from the gillyweed. Yeah. I want that egg that you put in the water and it mm. sings really nice harmonies to you. Very nice. <laughs> so yeah, what does she actually do? Um, apart from looking iconic and running her own laundrette. <laughs> Hashtag girl boss. We'll have the same 24 hours in the day as a Binia, okay? <laughs> Just work harder. <laughs> So she's an omen of death and washes the clothes of those who are about to die. So she also possesses the power of prophecy. The blood washes out of the clothes and down the stream. That's quite a nice image, actually. Oh my gosh, do you remember the hammam? 
I don't know whether I can relive it, to be honest. So Taysom and I were in Istanbul and we were like, let's go to a lovely hammam. We'll get a nice Turkish bath. Um, We'll just be a really nice relaxing day. So at this point, I had red hair. And anyone who's listening who has had red hair or has red hair, you'll know that every time you shower, it literally looks like you're bleeding because the water is red we were in this hammam and I was trying to tell them that oh you can't put the water over my head because my hair dye will go everywhere but they were like no it's fine it's fine obviously there's a bit of a language barrier as well they threw this bucket of water onto my head over my hair and it all started running bright red down onto the white marble it looked like murder in the hammam I was stressed because (laughs) I find it really uncomfortable when I if I'm causing anyone an inconvenience I find it really challenging so I was like keep telling them don't put the water over your head like there was red everywhere but luckily it didn't stain the marble and we didn't have to pay thousands of pounds to fix that thank god I was mortified but it was funny it was really funny yeah but now I have blue hair so next time it will look like I've stabbed an avatar perfect or a smurf yeah nice (laughs) as the Benia washes the blood from the clothes she sings a mournful eerie song in a minor chord Mm -hmm. obviously love a minor chord when i do harmonies for some reason i always just happen to go on to a minor chord it says a lot about me i think (laughs) oh that simon and garfunkel yeah (laughs) allegedly she gets so caught up in her song that sometimes you're able to catch her I love being so absorbed in the performance. Honestly, she's she just sounds amazing, doesn't she? She, she does. performs by the river, she gives your clothes a good wash, and she sings Hello Darkness, my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to share a story found in the Celtic Review Archive titled Highland Mythology, written in 1907. On a certain night, a handsome young man was going to visit his sweetheart at Hohori near Uist, and as was his usual custom, he took all the shortcuts. When he was nearing the house, he saw a lovely woman whom he did not recognise. Immediately he turned and took a winding path amongst the houses in order to avoid her. But however he might keep out of the way, she was always before him. At last he stopped and she came face to face with him and she said, I know very well where you are going, but it is much better for you to turn, or the day will not come where you will marry her. Before a year is out, you will be drowned, when it is half tired at Scarth Walsh. Almost before the words were out of her mouth, she shrieked and went into the stream with the shroud. The lad went on his way, sick at heart, but overthinking the matter, he said to himself, he need not be afraid at all, as the washer had said that he would be drowned at half-tide, and why should he not avoid the place at that time? He thought no more about it. A few weeks afterwards, the lad, with three or four others, went to a wedding, and as a shortcut, took to the ford. A mist came on, and one of them was lost. It need not be said, at that time, it was half-tied at Skerthwash. And the one who was lost was he who had seen the washer. Taking a shortcut is a bad idea. But as women, we we've, we uh, don't have the privilege to take shortcuts. There's just no way. We have to actually... It's true. It's always calculated within our journeys to go the long way around. Well, the majority of the time anyway, hey? So men have the privilege to like maybe be able to risk a shortcut, but maybe you wouldn't if you'd just seen the binia. But in that one, it said she was a lovely woman. So she sounds great, shrieking into the shroud. Yeah, that's true actually, because she's this beautiful omen of death, which is interesting because in folklore, obviously the stories mold and change. And here she's described as a lovely woman, but then in other tales, she's a small squat, pitiful child or 
a scary, tall, gaunt woman. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of um, The Phantom Hitchhiker, where like there you have this beautiful woman and the man stops for her to help her, but actually then she just fucks you over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, I really tried to get the pronunciations right, um, so I did look on Gaelic Twitter, so shout out to Gaelic Twitter, but I probably really butchered some of them, so I'm sorry. And sorry, Granny, because our Granny's Scottish, and this is all for her, really. Yeah, so as you were saying about stories moulding and changing, it really does depend on location. So our long-breasted Binia is known to plague the Isle of Mull, which we also mentioned in our Headless Horseman episode. Those lucky bitches have a Binia and a Headless Horseman. I bet house prices are actually out of control mm-hmm. with those two as neighbours. There is a tale of our long-titted friend that if you did manage to see her, you shouldn't walk away. What you should instead do is come up quietly behind her and suckle on her breasts. And they're the breasts that she's thrown over her shoulders. Yep, so you've just got to creep round the back. That's a bit much for me, sorry. I just hope that wasn't like made up by men that just wanted to essay women. I don't know if you've seen, I haven't watched it, but there's a documentary where men actually drink their partner's breast milk when they're pregnant or when they've had the baby. Yeah. They'll just take anything from you, won't they? Yeah, so they're like, oh, it's really nutritious. I need it. Like, you even have to compete with your own baby. Come on. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, so obviously there's elements of um, no consent there, going up behind and sucking on the tits. Yeah, that's not something that I'm interested in, so yeah. Yeah, so if you did do this, which we don't recommend, those people who suckled on her breasts they would then be her foster child. So she would accept you as kin and provide you with the knowledge that you seek. Hmm. Still not worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Also in Perthshire, she is described as small, overweight and wearing green. And if you could come between her and the river, you'd be spared your life. So I guess you'd have to, if you saw the Benia, you'd have to like get in between her and the river, right? Yeah, like real quick. (laughs) Yeah. There's a tale that comes from north of the Cromarty Firth. A maid was walking home through the lush greenery, and when she got to the shallow stream, the sight of a tall, skeletal woman stopped her in her tracks. The creepy woman was standing in the stream behind a cluster of rushes. Beating a shirt onto a stone, blood was splattering from it. The maid fearfully hurried by, but she couldn't help looking back to take another glance. She then noticed piles of clothing on the other side of the stream, all soaked with bloodstains. The maid rushed off, wishing to erase this from her mind. Later that day, on Sunday the 10th of October, 1742, there was a lightning strike at the local church, the Fern Abbey. The roof collapsed on the congregation. The number of dead was estimated at 50. The maid anxiously spoke to her grandfather about what she witnessed in the stream previously that day. He told her that the bloodstained clothes were owned by those destined to die in the abbey. A new church was built using the stone remains from its previous location. And you can actually visit this abbey today. It's just east of the Hill of Fern. So that actually happened. Well, the the roof actually collapsed. Yeah, the the history's there. Obviously, the folklore of it was the Binia um, predicting what was going to happen. Wow. Or prophesizing. We'd love to visit there as well. So how did this spirit most likely originate? Well, it is believed that the Binia are the spirits of women who died during childbirth and are forever doomed to perform the washing task until the day their life would have ended if not through childbirth. Yeah. Well, that's a shit deal, isn't it? It really is. And some say her soul would be trapped by the Fae for all time, becoming an omen of death and delivering death's message to others. And that, yeah, obviously that's like she's already had to go through 
childbirth. Lose her life, potentially lose her baby, and then have to clean people's clothes for the rest of her li- for the rest of eternity. It's like women only existing to give birth and produce male heirs. <laughs> yeah, and if you can't give a child to the world, you're plagued to a doomed life where you have to wash clothes forever. Which is also very misogynistic because the amount of men that I've met who don't know how to use a washing machine. No, it's bad. Yeah, it's wild, isn't it? Obviously, there's a lot of men who do, but just from my experience, when I've had housemates... And boyfriends. (laughs) And partners, (laughs) that I've had to show them how to use a washing machine. Okay, anyway. But also, there's another interesting point with... Do you remember when we did our Bloody Mary episode? The Obviously, the ritual of saying Bloody Mary three times in the mirror and Mary appearing. She was also known to be called Mary Worth. Like, are you worthy to be a woman if you don't have a husband and a baby? Because that's what's in the mirror. She's either got a child in her hands and she's screaming. It's just, it's just so fucked up. Yeah. Allegedly, the fate of the woman can be saved if the woman's clothes had been washed in the river on the day of her death. But if not, she will become a Benia. That's a quick turnaround to be like, let me get down to the stream and wash her clothes. I know, but a quick turnaround or all eternity. Come on, please wash my clothes. Yeah, for sure. I would wash your clothes. I would wash your clothes, if I remember. (laughs) Oh, Oh, we'd make two good Benias, wouldn't we? Mm -hmm. I'm definitely the small, squat, pitiful, childlike one, though. What am I? The skeletal, scary, hook-nosed one. Yeah, when you've done too much coke and you've only got one thing. She doesn't do coke, but... No, I'm a very sensible person, actually. So, yeah, she is similar to the Irish Banshee, but she's also a lot nicer. Yes, because the Banshee, she'll just wail and shriek and scream as your family member is about to die. So she's way more malevolent. And the Binia takes less sort of, um, takes less pleasure in her tasks. She's actually forced rather than actively scaring. It's not, it's not an accurate representation, but they are similar. Mm-hmm. And where else has a washerwoman so actually, the use of a washerwoman as a harbinger of death is, is quite popular in Celtic mythology. Not so much in England. I'm just going to note that the next story I'm going to tell is uh, it's not English and Scottish folklore that we usually strictly stick to, but you'll see the relevance when I get into it. This is one of the oldest tales of washerwomen, and it hails from Brittany, which is also where our cousin Aurora's from. Shout out. Yeah, she listens to the pod. <laughs> um, the tale is of the Les Lavandières, also known as the Midnight Washerwomen. Three laundresses in Celtic mythology. They are said to be three pale and ghostly women dressed in green with webbed feet. They wash the bloodstained clothes of those about to die at midnight. So yeah, here we have a trio of women. So we're just talking about being a little duo here. We've got a trio. And we are actually a trio because we've got a sister as well. So Tiger, if you want to join us in this Benia midnight washer womening. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that sounds so appealing to her. Some scholars have noted that the washerwoman in folklore may be related to the triple goddess. Yes, and also we do see a lot of women in threes. Like, we love a witchy three. Yeah, Macbeth witches. Three sirens. Mm-hmm. Hocus Pocus. Three sisters, check off a moment. Yeah. Mm. Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things come in threes. Oh my God, I love the Powerpuff Girls. Me too, actually. I bet they would love to join the coven. Three is a, is a good way to be. Oh, 100%. Yeah, so back to our trio. Back in the day in the Scottish Highlands, the triple goddess was really feared and rituals would be performed in order to keep her at bay. 
We'll leave you with one last tale, one a bit closer to home first. If you are walking by the water in Cornwall or close, you must beware the washerwoman, for if she sees you, you'll have no choice but to assist her in her task by wringing out the sheets. If you are to twist the sheets in the same direction as the washerwoman, your arms will be ripped from their sockets and you'll be killed instantly in the sheets. If, however, you twist in the opposite way, you will be spared and granted three wishes. Good luck, witches. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy our podcast, please subscribe or follow on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts on. If you want to support us, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and you can follow us on Instagram at Honey in the Hex. If you have any of your own folklore stories, we would love it if you would share them with us. Until next time, Coven. 